All right, Matt. Most multiplayer games, people try and become the first guild to like slay a dragon or something like that, defeat the final boss. I was surprised that you went the route of being the first person to sleep with a hundred pals in Pal World. <laughs> Just because you can doesn't always mean that you should, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But well, we have different goals in life, you know. Some people want to, you know, scale Mount Everest. Other people want to hang out with their pals, right? <laughs> hang out. We'll call it. We'll call it. Hang out with your pals. It's just a weird uh -huh. thing to add to your Wikipedia page. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we all, like I said, we all have different goals in our life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how you enjoying? Um. Well, before we get into Pal World, I thought we'd just address that the podcast is kind of moving locations if you're listening to the podcast on uh any of the pod actual podcasting services like uh itunes and and what's that other one spotify, spotify. that one there yeah, yeah, yeah then you're fine but uh if you're watching on youtube it's going to be shifting over to my channel the reason for this is that matt and i are we're busy people we're very important we don't quite <laughs> have the amount of time to build up an entire second youtube channel we're trying it out but it's a little slow mm. so we're going to bring it over to my channel and so anyone who hasn't been watching over on the level with me podcast channel welcome to the uh the podcast over here hope you guys enjoy it and for everybody else uh welcome back not much is changing other than the location we're beautiful. still gonna yeah beautiful beautiful still gonna be talking about Silliness, Matimio's video in, games, life, Matimio's love. debauchery. Yeah, it's gonna be a constant subject of the channel. Speaking mm -hmm. of which, how have you been enjoying enslaving? I mean, um, playing with your pals in Pal World. It's great. Uh, actually, very very fun. So, have you played Pal World at all? Just enough to make a little bit of content with with it. Okay. Um, you know, c dabbling basically. Okay. Well, it's as if you haven't been loving under a rock, it has completely taken over the internet and taken over the world of gaming. I think it got up to 1.4 million concurrent viewers on a Monday. Yeah, play, uh, concurrent players. And, on Steam. Yeah, concurrent players on Steam. And I think it was, I think it passed 1.5 or something crazy. Okay, it's, well, it's gone nuts. It's, it's hard to keep track of it because it just keeps going up and up and up and up. It is the second highest concurrent out of a paid game ever on Steam. Mm -hmm. First place going to PUBG like six years ago when that originally came out. Yeah. Uh, PUBG took over the world and had like three million concurrent, which is just absolutely bonkers. But the fact that this has now surpassed Elden Ring, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 for concurrent, and those were literally game of the years, yeah. uh, just goes to show that there may be a market for a Nintendo or not Nintendo, a Pokemon style battle game uh, on PC that actually plays reasonably well. Yeah, it's so I've been trying to figure this out because it's it is a weird anomaly. Uh, Power World, I mean, for for jumping into it because you see the trailer and you're like, it's it's like weird Pokemon with guns. Basically, you're like, yeah, oh, this seems like such a weird kind of cash grab type game yep. but you get into it and you're like this is actually fairly enjoyable like mm -hmm. it's it's not a bad take on the whole pokemon franchise and it made me think about it in that pokemon hasn't really evolved its formula for like how long evolved <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah well i mean 
Only of course, three you did that on, of course you did that on purpose. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know what I mean. The game yeah, I has not really... If you've played the card game, if you've played the actual Nintendo games, they're pretty basic, and they haven't really done much with it beyond that. And Pal World's like, hey, what if we just took Pokemon and did something more, like made it a modern game? And it turns out everybody's on board with that concept. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I do agree. Uh, for those that haven't played it, though, it is not really Pokemon because yeah. it is it, at its core. It's a survival game. Like yeah, you are. You, you don't have base. Pokeballs. You have Pal Balls. And you, you don't have Pal Pokemon. Spheres. Thank you very much. Oh, you oh, get whatever. The Giga, the Giga Sphere, the Ultra Sphere. Yeah. 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 Totally no, different than Pokemon. Yeah. It's it it is it definitely has that Pokemon uh, behind it, but the at, at its core it is it's a survival game. So you're going to be doing all your survival stuff, building a base. Uh, you're going to be having um, you know different upgrades. You're going to get like you start off with like a spear, and then you get like a crossbow, and then it moves into like actual weapons like guns and stuff like that. I now have a double barrel shotgun, which is just freaking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Walking up to like this you know Goliath thing and just. <laughs> <laughs> just double yeah, like, barrel it into the face. You're Ash Ketchum with a double barrel shotgun, basically. <laughs> it's so silly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but then on top of it, it has like so many other systems in like involved with it. It's so an impossible you, game to describe in an in a sentence because you're like, yeah, because Pokemon with guns, but also survival and base building and like automation and you can really yeah. tell that they um they use other inspiration uh very um god what's the word i'm looking for unashamedly uh, they, yeah they were very unashamed with their inspiration so yeah. uh you can see influences from from uh breath of the wild you yeah. can see it obviously from pokemon uh survival games like arc the arc survival mm -hmm. series um you can see Minecraft, elden ring in there yeah, there's literally yeah. like elden ring inspiration in this game uh, there's like little like um, dungeons that you go to where it's like a, a big circle and there's a smaller circle in the middle with a glowing part, just like an Elden Ring. Like, yeah, literally just like it. It's sort <clears throat> of like it's like two kids got together and they're like, wouldn't it be cool if like Pokemon, but then it was like Elden Ring and also Zelda and and then actual competent developers came together and they just wrote down all that stuff and made that game to like a decent mm -hmm. level. It's very wild. I'm kind of blown away by this being the next big thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, we can get into the competent developer part here in a minute because apparently sure, they there's... apparently they weren't. Apparently they were like, this is a company that did not have any experience like at all mm. making games. And they got very, somehow, somehow got like very lucky. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't even know about like really like basic game development terms. And they were all like watching tutorials on how to make stuff. So we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. But um, fair enough. Yeah, the, the game... It's, there's just so many systems involved that are just it's just satisfying to go up capture capture a pal and then go and see what that pal is good for because sometimes they're good for your base uh you can automate it so that they are trying to uh you know farm or they will make stuff for you so you can automate a lot of it it's a I little like janky. that they're called pals too they're like definitely yeah. not slaves they're, pal, <laughs> yeah. they're your friends well you know they're they're farming and then, then they you know you, you you take care of them you know they like you, working for you because they're they your do. pals uh-huh uh-huh i like how i have like a barracks barn for them as well it's just it's just rows of beds it's like all right go to sleep everyone because we're gonna be up early in the morning for yeah. some more work 
This is a friend whip. It's a friend uh -huh. whip. It's they yeah. like it. They they enjoy the uh, the there's act of being whipped. There's literally like a command deck that you can build where you can increase the how like how much they work. Oh, nice. So, so yeah, you're you can, like yelling at you them. You can really push them if you want to. Nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a yeah. it's such a weird game. The mm -hmm. fact that so I have to kind of like wrap my my mind around what you just said, which is like these are kind of a lot of first time devs. Here. Yeah, what I think I feel like that almost goes to show is like bringing fresh talent or fresh ideas. I don't even know if I call them fresh ideas, but sort of a different way of thinking or approaching game development can often be the thing that can, gives you can, the next yeah. big because you got these professional jaded game developers who maybe haven't had a good original idea in a long time because they're just kind of creatively burnt out and then you bring in these yeah. new guys that are like how do we make stuff shoot things let me google or they that. just got really lucky you know at the same time yeah well i mean okay but to make a multiplayer game of this scale oh yeah it's no, incredibly it's not, difficult yeah, they didn't just difficult. like hit the right button and it worked you but know? The, the fact yeah. that all these systems somehow work together is what i mean by lucky yeah like it's nonsense when you really get down you it can is. literally it's five you can literally get an upgrade one. You can get an upgrade, which turns a toucan into a grenade launcher, where he fires eggs out of his butt at the enemy, and and like it deals massive damage. You can use as it would, uh, a, as it would. You can. There's like a flamethrower. Uh, you, it's it's just a a pal that has the ability to basically you pick it up and you start using it like a flamethrower. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I really uh, appreciate is that if you want to, you can like get really deep into upgrading and figuring out what the perfect pals for you are so each one when you capture it will come with like perks some of them are negative some of them are positive the positive ones you obviously want now when you're first just capturing them it's pure luck right right but then you can breed them so if you get two pals oh that i didn't are the even same know type, about the breeding the breeding yeah. set it's so many games it's so, so many games exactly <laughs> So you get you get two of like you know they, they have the perks that you want then you breed them and they have a high percent or a chance of getting the, their 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 children <laughs> their you they make an egg and the egg you can then incubate which then has a chance these to are, have again those these same, are not slaves these are your friends they're, they're your, your pals. pals they're your pals thank you you breed and, they and will take have a their chance. offspring to then fight for you yes. They will then have a chance to have those perks. So some of them can be used for offense. Some of them can be better for uh, your base. Like they they lose their sanity less, so that you can you know make work them harder and all that. So so you can really kind of tailor not only your base building and 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 your automate the the automatic part aside of the things, or you can have them for combat. And then you can condense them. So once you've collected a certain amount, uh, you can then. <laughs> take the power of the other pals, squish them together, and then put them into another pal uh, mm -hmm. to increase their star rating up to, I think, four or five stars, and then they also become more powerful. Um, <laughs> so there's actually a decent amount of depth into that if you really wanted to dive in. It's really crazy. It, it does make you also wonder about just like, 
Has anyone thought that Pokemon is basically just like glorified dog fighting, essentially? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. I'm sure everyone has got to have that. Pikachu's like, yeah. you're my best friend, Ash. And he's like, go fight that giant bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. Okay. Why? Why am I doing this? I said, fight it. In fact, that's all I really want you for is just fighting in this tournament. And, and friendship. There's friendship. <laughs> Friendship and lessons, yeah. But mm -hmm, it's really mm -hmm. mostly about the dogfighting tournaments. Mm -hmm. yeah. In combat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Ash is a good guy. Of course. <laughs> not a poacher or no, somebody who trains not. woodland no. creatures to fight to the death in an arena. <laughs> well, they don't, at least in Pokemon, they don't. They always get knocked out. They don't actually die. But in Pal oh. World, oh, they die. And it's really funny, yeah. too, because when they die, they basically turn into giant balloons. <laughs> So you'll take out, uh, you know, just this huge, this huge yeah. pal, and it just bounces around, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's a fun death. Yeah, it's yeah. just a fun game that is not sinister in any way. Uh huh. Not but, at all. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> there's descriptions on a lot of them, um, and some of them are pretty dark. Like there's one that's oh, really? basically j just big hands, and it's got like a tiny little like round body, uh -huh. uh, and it was used as a form of execution where it would just like rip off uh like limbs and stuff like that uh so that was one of the descriptions it's like mm. oh what a fun little tidbit about this pal i can't wait to use him in battle i love <clears throat> yeah it's like this it's like a fun cartoon world and then you're just like what kind of nightmare society is this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. so what much. do you think game of the year already it's uh, uh we're not even out right of january now i would say that it is the game of the year yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's because it's january yeah yeah mm -hmm. and all the good games are coming out summer yeah. <clears throat> holiday season yeah i do think that even if even if it's not game i don't expect it to be game of the year i don't sure but even if um you know it's it's not i think it will get recognized probably at like game awards and stuff like that or at least people will be talking about it for a long time i don't think it's going to be a game that will stick around in yeah. the the public's mind for like months and months on end it's not going to have the same longevity as baldur's gate 3 because if you go look at baldur's gates stats on steam they're still ridiculously yeah. high for a single player do you think this is going to kind of fall off in the way that like say valheim did where it's like it's yeah. fun it's cool everybody's talking about it but it doesn't necessarily it probably won't have the lasting factor in the sense that like Mm -hmm. You're going to grind all of your pals up to their max levels and do all that stuff. And then you'll be like, okay, next Well, game. I think it's also dependent on how frequently they update. Because apparently they're they're going to come out with a roadmap soon. And if it does get a lot of updates, then it might have some legs yeah. to it. Because they're going to be adding PvP. Well, these guys just made a buttload of money. Holy yeah. smokes. Which they probably on the one were hand, not expecting that. Which on the one hand could infuse and give them a lot of incentive to keep pushing it. Or it could also be like, all right, we made our money. We're out kind of a deal. Cause that does happen sometimes. But yeah. related to Valheim, I think the reason why I feel, I still think Valheim is a, is a fantastic game and I still think it's it still got a, a, lot. a decent player base, to be honest. I think yeah. it's not like tiny or anything. And I think it's had an impact on survival games because it was so large when it launched, but it, it just didn't get very many updates. And so it kind of petered out because like, why would I return when nothing's really changed for like an entire year. So if so, if Pal World adds PvP, they flesh out their you know their systems, uh, make it a little bit less jank in certain situations. Um, I think yeah, I think people could be playing this for a long time, but I don't expect it to be like having like yeah. a, a long tailwind where it just doesn't die um, or it, it keeps this millions of players for an extensive amount of time. 
You know, what you said about Valheim not really getting a lot of updates made me think about a conversation I was having uh, with a friend recently where we were talking about early access titles that do really well in that from a business standpoint, it almost makes sense to just run away with the money and not reinvest it in the game because you're not going to see that money come back or the odds of it coming back are less than just keeping it and making a new game with that money. So... Yeah, it's like it's like Power World from the business standpoint. At this point, it almost makes sense for them to just be like, "All right, deposit that check and just move, move on. on." Yeah, throw out a couple of updates so people can't yell at you too much, and then move on from there. Yep. Because yeah, it's like okay, well, what are you going to do? Sink millions and millions and millions into post-launch content as the player base gets lower and lower. I mean, it probably would make them money, but it's just one of those I'm things sure in would, the business cause... world where I think a lot of the times they just. They go, oh, early access game made a ton of money. Do we really need to fix? Do we really need to do the second half of development? Or should we just just move on and do something else at this point? It's one of the reasons why I now judge games in early access as if it's a release. Because I'm so tired. I'm yeah. so tired of early access titles where it's like, trust us, it'll get better. I think and everybody trust, does. No, you and know. now it's like, this is the launch. You've launched the title. Your early access uh tag is fine like it, you you can be like yeah this is still the early build but i'm going to judge it as if it's a, a release like this is a paid product we've paid for it um it's not a shield like it was at least i don't consider it a shield like it, it is yeah it's um, it's definitely getting abused by a lot of developers yeah. to a certain yeah. extent i won't say it's always is because sometimes devs really just are like we need more money to keep yeah. going so we need to start selling it now i don't think yeah. any developer wants to launch a game in early access because i mean if you're working on a cool product you want people to see it in its best state in its finished state yeah you don't want them to load up your last two years worth of work and like have it bug out on them and then be like Mm -hmm. oh this sucks and you're like yeah i know sorry like i it's still work in progress yeah no i i do agree but that doesn't mean as a consumer I'm going to give them a t- ton of uh, leeway when it's like, this is still a paid product, yeah. but I understand. I got yeah. you. So thankfully, Power World is, I mean, it's there's bugs for sure. Like there's pathing issues for your pals. They'll get stuck on stuff and they'll just like stay hungry. And you're like, why are you so hungry? Why are you not working? Oh, it's because you're on a rooftop somehow and yeah. Yeah. you need to move them around. So uh, it does have bugs, but for the most part, it's a, it's a pretty well-made game and it accomplishes mm-hmm. what it needs to accomplish. Yeah, given the 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 level of competence of the developers, the bugs themselves are not like horrible considering yeah. considering what AAA developers launch these days, you're sort of like, well, this is pretty competent for an early access for sure. Though the further along you go, the more you start to notice it is it is more early access and okay. it is not a complete title. It starts to break down a little the further you get away from home base. <clears throat> a little bit. So like the later zones feel a little devoid of life. I mean, the early zones kind of feel that way too, but like there's like a big fire and a ice like uh, continent, you know, like the yeah. map is humongous. It is way too big in my opinion. It is giant. Now, yeah. if you're playing PvP and you got 32 other people and each person has their own base and you know, they have multiple bases, then I guess that would make more sense for why it is so large because you would need that space and it would all be filled up with, uh, you know, player player uh, buildings. But when you're just by yourself, it is it is a lot of traveling just to get from one side over to the other. And then when you're flying around in what 
is a really cool looking area, but with nothing in it, you're like, oh, this is probably something that are going to be working yeah. on later on because they've got like these giant castles and there's like a couple of pals wandering around, but it's just, right, right. like a really cool castle. But it's like, well, what's what is this? It just, just yeah, looks like a castle. Like, coming soon. Yeah, Pal it kind of does have a coming, coming soon, soon vibe yeah. to it. There's also like a giant tree, Erd tree from Elden Ring out in the distance and you can see it and it looks like you can go there, but you can't. Uh, according yeah. to my chat, it's like completely closed off. So there it's it does start to break down in that respect. Also, the grind gets cra crazy towards the end, too. Uh, I want to say it took me like six hours to get like only a couple of levels. Dear and, God. and and then you so you have your spheres, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way you capture everything. Yeah. Um, and they start to get really expensive to make, or at least I find them to be expensive. Like you have to get a lot of materials just to get it. And then on top of that, the higher level pals that you're trying to capture take um, a lot of balls to actually capture because it's percentage based. So you try right. to get down their health, you throw their, you throw the ball and it'll be like a 10% chance. You're like, what do you mean? It's a 10% chance. Like, yeah, I'm the, I'm their level. I'm using the highest level ball that I can. Like, what more do you want from me? So it just feels like you're throwing resources it's also away. Stupid. When your pal kills the pal that you're trying yeah. to capture and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad I found this this thing that I was trying to capture, and then you you killed it. I guess I'll yeah. just go find another one. Just find which you will, because yeah. there's a ton of them. But it is annoying. It's sort of yeah. there's a couple oversight mechanics. Um, so we're all gonna be playing Pal World for the next ten years. Seems like you know what? An, mm -hmm. Another game that's kind of it's one of those games that you hear on paper. You're like, that's definitely gonna be a bad game but it actually looks like it's going to be a good game is the new Indiana Jones game. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that one. Cause graphically it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's, it has uh, Troy Baker as the lead who is definitely trying to sound like Harrison Ford mm -hmm. and sort of achieving that to some extent. I mean, you're and, never going to get Harrison for the video game. He doesn't right, give a you're shit. Not. <laughs> yeah, of course not. He, he, he really does it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it looked it looked okay. What did you okay. feel? I just I I it looked higher quality than I would have thought from a Indiana Jones game. Um, yeah, just like because you expect the standard third person whatever you know. Uh -huh. uh, uh, movie studio makes the the next Avengers game, the well, next it's first Marvel person, game, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you expect that sort of oh, standard. Gotcha third person approach and just you run around and collect a bunch of gold or some crap you know and like that's the game it yeah. just looks i don't know it looks unexpected i'm curious about it because there's been a bunch of decent first person games based on movies like the the robocop game and stuff coming out and mm -hmm. i'm like could indiana jones fall into that same vein but it is a bigger studio so We'll see. I'm a little concerned about the gameplay because there's like some like you're using your whip and there's a but it's like what is the core gameplay loop going to be? I, I haven't looked too deeply into it, though. Yeah, it's 50 shades of gray. Actually, you just whoosh, you know, with the, uh, whip uh, the whole time. Oh, OK. Well, then sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you'd be into it with all that <laughs> whipping your pals you've been doing. <laughs> Get back to work. It's funny. There's there's a uh, there's there's a pal uh, that so they number all the pals. Yeah. Um, this is just real brief. It's because it's funny. Um, and so each, the, the the 69th pal 
is called a love ender. It's got like a giant heart on its chest. And it, um, it basically is a pal that likes to get naughty with other pals, but only recently has it shifted its gaze towards humans for its mm -hmm. debauchery. So oh, well, I do think, I mean, this is where you got your Wikipedia. <laughs> no, <from. laughs> no, we know about, we know what's going on with you, Matt. So yeah, there is like, as I said, going to, it, there are some pretty darker or, and or adult themes in, in pal world. And that is, that is one of them. Yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we shift gears and talk about the end of competitive gaming as we know it? Uh, sh sh sure. Oh, you didn't, yeah. you didn't know that competitive gaming's over? It's oh. going to be over in the next... Well, it's been over for me for a while because I'm getting old, but yeah. Sure, sure. But if you were a young Matimio, say yes. uh, Matimio in his prime, who was like, I'm going to be the best Battlefield gamer there ever was. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of prize money in Battlefield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> or Counter Strike, whatever. Take it, take yep. your pick. No, I feel, I feel you. I feel you. I have a feeling this has to do with those monitors. Yeah. So it, we could we could throw all the blame at MSI, but let's be honest, this is coming from it from a different company in the next couple months anyway, right? Somebody mm -hmm. else is going to have the same product. This is a new monitor from MSI that's got an AI chip built into it, and the AI chip can take the visual information from the screen so it's not interfacing with the computer in any way it just takes the raw visual data okay. um, i believe it can interface with the pc too to a degree but it can take that raw visual data and audio data so sound coming through your monitor as well and it can then basically give you aids in game to help you and so assistance assistance and at the very basic level they showed off some stuff where like it could give you a warning in League of Legends as to like an enemy warning it. You might miss it because it's tiny on your little mini map and you're in the middle of combat. So it can make it big and on your screen and you won't miss it, right? So it's like a right. little aid and you're like, yeah, that's a little cheesy. That's not really built into the game mechanics. I don't like it that much. And that's like the tip of the iceberg for what it's capable of. They mentioned all kinds of crazy stuff. And they also mentioned that users can train it too. So rather than having okay. to like download a plugin or or uh, cheat software for the monitor, you could potentially train it yourself to be like, oh, okay, like when I hear footsteps from here, it can do positional audio and tell me where the enemies are in PUBG or something like that. It looks like it could be the end of... Well, it looks in, almost impossible to actually... Try, trace these cheats, right? Because it's a hardware cheat that is right. not going it's, through it's the system. It's in your monitor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you have looks... so do you have an example? Because on the one hand, it could very well uh, make it much more difficult to to identify cheaters, and more people could start to use this as an assist to give them that little bit of an edge. Mm -hmm. But this, the League of Legends, I thought was a really good example because, as you said, it just takes what you found. It, it sees, it looks at your mini map, and if something shows up on your mini map, it will pop up on your screen. Like, hey, there might be a guy over here, right? Like, yeah, you know, there might be a dude in this brush that you missed because you weren't looking at your mini map at that time. And that is more. That's a little bit more than they normally got. But it was just information that was readily available in the game. So if you were good and you were yeah. constantly looking at the mini map and paying attention. It doesn't do anything for you. So that's that's a totally fair point. The crazy thing, though, is that when we apply AI computer technology to information that is available, 
mm-hmm. you can do a lot more. Like there was a paper written on Counter-Strike uh, Go or Counter-Strike Source. I can't remember which Counter-Strike, but it was about how you could actually determine an enemy's position based on like interpreting their VoIP chat or something like that. <laughs> Where, Jesus. like, based on the background frequency, it would fluctuate depending on where you are on the map. And uh-huh. so using computer algorithms and chips, you could you could build a program that would tell you exactly where a player was based on that alone. Right. So that is information that's relatively available, but the human brain can't take that data and be like, I know what that means. So one of the easier, easier to understand examples is just positional audio. Mm-hmm. Um we use our brain to figure out where somebody is and approximate where they are. The AI chips could give you exact pinpoint locations. So how exactly would would that look? Have they given any examples? Because if I play Escape from Tarkov and I hear some footsteps, I have a general idea of where they are. But yeah. is this going to be straight up be like, hey, we're going to put like a simulated I assume uh, it would look similar to a cheat thing. Well, so obviously MSI is not showing the example because they don't want to just publicly broadcast that this is the cheat monitor (laughs) but it basically it like this it is not hard to see people being able to develop that because Mm -hmm. it seems capable of doing all Mm -hmm. the stuff that normal cheat software is already doing but in a hardware package that is not tied into your pc so yeah it's just kind of alarming stuff it seems like we're entering a new phase of the cheat cold war and i don't see any easy way to defeat it especially when hardware-based cheats would have otherwise been sold by these devious shitty companies in like china and whatever and you'd buy something from them and maybe you'd get it maybe you wouldn't maybe they'd scam you now it's coming from msi A giant yeah. manufacturer, and all you got to do is like go to a website mm-hmm. and be like, ah, oh, download this cheat thing, or I'll train it myself and make a really high end cheat for it. So it's just, it's opened up Pandora's box, and I don't know what the solution is because it, I don't Neither see do any I. way going back. I mean, I, I feel like we might jump into conclusions because I, it really is going to depend on like how the monitor, I mean, this this is like the first step, right? So even like, let's say in five years, it could be even crazier. And then it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's literally just being able to use essentially a wall hack because you could take the the sound information the game is telling you and then just and just extrapolate their exact position. And then the, the monitor will just tell you, right? Like I get, I get that that could be a possibility. Yeah. But I don't know. That is, that is, that is worrisome for sure. It's like, take PUBG or, um, or that other extraction shooter, the Bayou one. Um, uh, Hunt Showdown. Hunt Showdown. A lot of those games are based on figuring out the distance that a shot yeah. came from, and then knowing what type of weapon it is, and then if there's a firefight. This type of AI could very easily tell you all the guns that were used in a firefight, how far away they are, use the amount of weapons and the rate at which they were being fired to probably tell you how many players are engaged in that firefight and probably down to like within a, a couple of meters or oh, something man, I where just, they yeah, are. That's actually a really good point. Cause like, instead of it being, it could, it could just tell you like, Hey, yeah. this gunshot, it doesn't even have to show you like where they are. Right. It could just be like, Hey, this shot was 300 meters out because just based off of the audio yeah. of it, it's 300 meters. It was this weapon. And then you go into that battle. It'd be pretty easy more. for it to also say you're turning while the shot occurs. Um, and even mm-hmm. if you're not turning, it should be able to approximate the exact degree that it came from. So if it can 
determine distance and direction. Now you have an exact location of where somebody was. They could yeah. literally pop it up on your mini map or something, you know? Yeah. It is worrisome. I'm kind of hoping that it will just be more of an assistance like Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite has their, their, their audio system. Where yeah. have you have you played that at all? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about the so, audio but, assistance. <laughs> right, it will it will tell you the but direction of where someone is. Will have that whether or not the right. game designers want you to have it. Right, and it's one of the reasons. Yeah. The, the th one thing I don't actually like about Fortnite is that everyone uses it, and it feels like yeah. you need to have it on to be competitive because uh, you may have missed the little bit of like the little football or not foot football the the footstep audio, mm -hmm. but. The game didn't miss it and it puts it up there for you. So yeah. if you didn't have it, you wouldn't have heard, but now you see it visually in front of you. Exactly. So it's it's it really is uh very helpful. And pretty much everyone I think that uses competitively, um, yeah. It's, it's just kinda a, it's a, like a needed. It's taking the you know how you, most gaming monitors now have a little crosshair or a dot you can put in the middle of the screen mm -hmm. as like a little monitor aid, and people do it in like um Tarkov, right? Because you don't have any crosshairs for hipfire, but hipfire is an important element of the game if you're in CQB, right? So right. like people just turn it on on their monitors and it's it's almost become just widely accepted that that's what everybody's doing anyway. Oh, okay. This is just going to be an extrapolation of that, right? It's like, well, okay, it's whatever. It's just a dot in the center of your screen. Anybody can do that and whatever. This is going to be like, well, okay, it's it's just a little audio assistance. It's just telling me kind of the direction of the footsteps. Ah, it's just warning me that I missed a footstep off to the left. Ah, it's just telling me the exact distance and location of an enemy based on sound, <laughs> it's, which it's, I it's, would it's probably just, have been able to figure out anyway. It's just a It's literally aid. just showing me their position through the wall. Like, don't worry yeah. about it, you know? Uh, yeah. no, I, I, really, I hear you, man. I, I know you're trying to, like, defend it, but uh, I don't see this going any other way than just basically Well, mass. I wouldn't say I'm trying to defend it. It's more of... I want this to be more of a wait and see because it yeah. could be it could be terrible, but we could also be jumping the gun. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be terrible, dude. I don't see <laughs> any, just it. I don't ruin, see any way around it. I'm it. sort of like, all right. So, what good single player games are coming out? Yeah, hey, that's why single player games are great. They are great. Hey, man, uh, EA says there's no money in them, so I think they're going away. But yeah, you know. yeah, they'll be gone forever. Yeah, God, never that quote's gonna never again. gonna. They're never gonna live down that stupid. It's thing. been it's been a long time too since so that stupid. quote. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Um, God, who is who's suing who now? Take Two is suing Remedy Games for the R logo. <laughs> yeah, they don't even look the same. It's, it's just the dumbest R. lawsuit of it's all time. Yeah, what a stupid thing to get. Like, we fight have an over. R in our logo. I mean, yeah. I have an L in my logo. Should I sue everybody with an L? Somebody pointed out that my logo is almost identical to Little Caesar's Pizza. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> they have like no. a little a Little Caesar's. There's thing. no shot. Let me let me little Little Caesar's Pizza uh, logo. No shot. I don't know. No, it doesn't. There is there is a version of it. Little, okay. It's like, that's the logo I remember. I don't, it looks normal to me. I swear. I think they might've done a little Caesar collab with, oh, here it is. It's Call of Duty. Um, little Caesar logo, Call of Duty? Yeah, type that in. Little Caesar's logo, Call of Duty, and you'll see my logo there. <laughs> they made a little Caesar logo that looks like, it looks just like Oh, mine. level cap. Okay, now I see it. Yeah, see the it? LC. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not your fault though. That's them. 
Yeah, well, also, also, I don't really care. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm just like, whatever. We're not, they're not trying to assume my thing. But yeah, the Rockstar remedy thing is insane to me. It's yeah, just like, they're, it doesn't, they don't look the same at all. Like, it doesn't look like the same logo. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's just like they, there'd be a case if you're trying to steal sales or exposure by people right. thinking you were the other thing that's going to be impossible to prove in a court of law it's like it's also they're both well-established companies it's it's not yeah yeah that's, we both start with an r i'm suing you <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's dumb yeah uh, companies i mean i get so they're you have to protect your copyright and if you don't protect your copyright like you can run into your own like that can that can cause its sure. own problems but at the same time companies go a little a little buck wild with yeah. this well they've gone nuts with it especially in the states where like was it apple files like a stupid amount of patents every year on stuff that they're yeah. not using they'll probably never use whatever it's just this yeah. like just so they have legal it. cold war that every major mm -hmm. company's playing against each other they patented yep. like putting putting a logo searing a logo on like a cooked piece of meat or some crazy <laughs> shit like that and you're just like what what are you guys doing? Stop Why? it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they could well, sue somebody who tried to do it. I don't know. Like it's I have insanity. a friend who works in the in the in, in that world and they literally were incentivized to come up with patents that they would that they would basically the the company would just own. It's like, yeah. wait a second. You you give them your patent essentially what they get like a little bonus for it. It seems really scummy too. Yeah. And so they just own all like these giant companies just own so many of these random Patents it's a, because it's a maybe very one day easily abused system because clearly it was designed to protect something you invented or are going yeah. to use in, or going in a, to use. Yeah, right. you're planning to use it in an upcoming product and you don't want somebody to like steal your idea and then screw over your whole production but they're just like right. well i don't know what if you made a wheel that did this crazy thing and then they patent it and you're like nobody you're not doing that though like now if somebody else tries to do it you're gonna be like pay us a yeah, million dollars. dollars yeah yeah you're like okay mm -hmm. you didn't do any of the work you best doesn't sound like innovation sounds like corporate greed as you know as capitalism yeah, is. it is what mm. it is man speaking, speaking of capitalism of oh man yeah, 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 yeah. Go, you, go for it. Go no, for it. No, 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 no. Okay. I was gonna go back to Power World. So if you want to get, if oh, you want to move on from God, Power World, no more Power World. I can't. Well, it's because you know the whole Nintendo AI thing is a component of it, and so it's kind of related to what we were just talking about. But if you don't want to go that route, it's okay. I was gonna bring up um, your thing, the the Valve billion dollar. Oh yes, yeah, we could talk about that too. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of capitalism, uh, how much do you think Valve made? from selling CSGO cases last year. <laughs> well, so it was a headline. I didn't look too yeah, deeply into it. Could it be but BS. it was a, it was a apparently according apparently, to data. According yeah. to data, this isn't an official statement from Valve because they would never right. tell you what they made. Right. But yeah. But they made a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> On people just from trying to get skins. their little knife skins or whatever, man. Yeah. God, the, it's so gross. It's I don't know how yeah. Valve I don't, I don't know. Cause like, they're like the one company that has been able to get away with it. Yeah. Like there's other, like EA does have their EA sports stuff where they have gambling too, but well, they've been, they've been is. slapped around like the European union, I think is yeah. really hammered EA with their, um, as they should, their loot crates with FIFA and all that stuff, whatever they do with that. Um, yep. yeah, it's become like 
kind of it's become labeled as gambling in a lot of countries. Cause and it, so, cause yeah, it, it is. is. It's very predatory stuff, and it, it certainly makes a lot of money from people who are, are vulnerable to addictive tendencies. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the loot crate thing, the this Counter Strike skin thing is wild. They sort of get a pass because they're sold on gray markets. The Valve is like, we're not dealing. We don't have anything to do with that and the gray uh -huh. market skin selling thing but have you seen the prices for some of the skins on the gray oh, markets? yeah they're they're unbelievable insane like hundreds of thousands of dollars like yeah it's, it's stupid so crazy i know they're not, there's there's no way they're i they, remember it's, it's making almost... fun of brandon when he was like buying counter-strike skins for like a grand or something like that years he, ago <laughs> yeah but the thing is now that shit is worth like a hundred times what it was, and I'm like, shit! I should have bought some Counter Strike skins for a thousand bucks. I mean, they're basically bucks. NFTs, is what they are. They are. They're NFTs before NFTs were coined, right? Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's pretty funny. Yeah, and people so are like, it's, we're it's inventing a... NFTs, and you're like, no, you're not. Like, they already exist. Right, and yeah. it helps that Counter Strike has gained in popularity, and that popularity has like it has improved the price. So if if yeah. Counter Strike just died, all of those skins would be worthless. Yeah, pretty much, just for like the most any part. other NFT concept ever, right. which is right. like it has no value outside of the mm -hmm. product or the the world that you've created to support it. Um, and mm -hmm. lucky for Counter Strike, I mean they they've really solidified themselves as like they are like the esport. like they're not going right. anywhere they're as long as they don't massively screw up their own game which they seem to be very careful about not doing they they very much every update is like we tweaked this one thing and then the whole community like debates about it for like months on end you know but they don't mm -hmm. really change much other they don't than change like, anything yeah uh -huh. yeah so they're just like what? i don't know don't don't tweak it what I find gross is that it is purely propped up by Valve and they could they could change it whenever they want to. They won't because that will destroy the market and they will destroy the yeah. uh, the confidence in the the value of these skins. But there's no reason for the skin to cost $1,000. There's no reason for it to cost uh, $100. Well, like, yeah, it's, it's literally just, it's the value could, that we apply assign to it. It's just like cryptocurrency, right? And that a Bitcoin isn't worth uh, 60 grand or wasn't well, or even whatever, with, so like you know? bitcoins i'm not i'm really pretty naive naive on it well, it's, but the like same, there's a it's all the same to... stuff right like we're putting the value on it like it doesn't actually you well, can't we're putting yeah. the value on it but it's also because valve puts a rarity on the skin like if they just right. gave everyone dragonovs right like for free dragonov would plummet and they could i don't know if they can do that there might be there's some reasons why certain skins are not in the in uh, like you can't get them anymore because yeah. I think there was like a a reason for it. But like a lot of those really expensive skins, you could easily just increase the drop rate by you know triple quadruple, and it and now it's it's like oh yeah, now Val I can Val appreciate could and I can basically enjoy it. like create inflation for skins if they right. wanted to. But I think right. part of the stability of the skin market is that Valve doesn't mess with it. They it comes out, here's the drop rate, and they don't change it. And people are like, right, it's but like, it's so yeah. sleek. Like, it's so gross. Like, it's, oh, that's if what you, upsets me. If you were a giant, so let, let's play devil's advocate for a second. Say, say you invented Counter Strike and you were head of the Counter Strike team. And you're like, oh, and somebody suggested loot crates forever ago. And you're like, mm -hmm. sure, whatever. That it seems innocent enough, right? People yeah. can have skin crates. So all of a sudden this giant economy builds up around your skin crates. Do you then go, this is 
this is having a bad effect on people. I'm going to hit the delete button. Or do you just let it go? Like, what's your... I mean, obviously they let it go because it's making them an unbelievable amount of money. But I can still find it to be gross that that is... (laughs) That they're they're the reason why it's going that direction. I mean, people are the reason also, right? People have created these skin economies that Valve didn't create the... A money marketplace for this necessarily. The they other... did though by k- keeping the rarity so high. Yeah, maybe. I don't if know. Every, I like, if, I let's like say the every, idea. Let's say every skin. Well, it's like I like World of Warcraft in the sense of there's certain items that are crazy rare, that are rare. right? And right. if you no, see them, you're that. like, holy crap, that guy's got a whatever sort of a thousand suns, you know. And but then... is it is it is it a thousand or five hundred dollars rare? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. That's right. my point. Right. I, yeah. I, I just feel I it's just feel like people are willing to pay for it. And for whatever reason, people are willing to pay a hundred grand for a, a dragon out thing. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying you're in the wrong. I'm just saying people are crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't figure. You see it where out. I'm coming from, though? That like this is this is not just this is not just the gray market. This is not just people. This is also Valve. At the core, they're they're the reason why these skins are so expensive because they're the ones that set they're the ones that set the rarity for these skins. And if they're if they weren't so rare, if it wasn't a point one percent chance to get a whatever, okay, I get it what wouldn't you're it yeah, wouldn't be they did it would make be nowhere near rare. as lucrative. It's not like right. a thing where if we just play Counter Strike for like a thousand hours, we'll eventually get a dragon. We'll eventually off. get it. You will not get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that was that's my a fair. Point. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Okay. I do still kind of like the concept of it just because if you see it, it has that like, oh my gosh, I haven't mm-hmm. seen one. It's like seeing a, a really nice car in when yeah. you're driving that. You're like, holy crap, it. is that a, I don't know what nice cars are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that a, is that a Lambo? Yeah. Those aren't even that rare anymore. You see them around, you know. Now we're now yeah, where not, I not reside. Your neck of the woods. You see, yeah, like a horse and carriage. Bugattis. Yeah, you guys got some Bugattis or something. Those are the nice. Those are like million dollar cars. Yeah, that's yeah. Centron or Citron? Is that it? The the crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. We know our car stuff. Let's turn it into mm-hmm. a car podcast. There Matt. we go. We know our stuff. <laughs> Have you seen the one with four wheels? It's pretty cool. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I got some sad news for for me in the oh. my neck of the gaming world is that um, okay. Stalker Two got pushed back to yeah. September. Oh, yeah, uh, it feels bad. I'm it was supposed I'm to be a quarter one it. launch. I mean, initially it was supposed to be a last year launch. Last year, yeah. then it got pushed to a quarter one launch, and now it's September. <laughs> Well, you know, when there's a conflict on the other side of the world and they're kind of in the middle of it to some extent, I I can I can yeah. see why they might I be delayed. Do, you're such a politician, Matt. You're like, mm, let's Because <laughs> I realize the situation. You Just know? be a gamer and complain about. Oh, man, it sucks so bad. These yeah, devs need this to get is me bullshit, back, in the, man. back in the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm on board with the Stalker 2 train. Whenever the game launches, I'll be playing it on launch day. I'm very excited for it, but it is, you know, it's a blow when you're like, oh, we're getting it this quarter, we're baby. We're getting close. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, September. Boom. I think so, they said that it is this is the final delay though. That this is this is like a hard a hard release date. So, you know, that kind of reassuring, but yeah. We've also had games that are actually coming out soon, Skull and Bones, that has had twenty five thousand delays. So who knows? 
if they're going to have a similar. I know they're competing. Shooting. They're competing with Star Citizen for most delayed games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Star Citizen's going to launch before it, and then they'll be like, "Ha we're not the most delayed game ever." Uh-huh. Meme is over. So I do think Skull and Bones is actually coming out in February. Yeah. Yeah. I've the hype for that game for me. I think I lost hype for it like years ago. Where like Oh, the, I don't think there's any hype for it. The concept I, I was like, this is cool. And then it just kinda after a while I was like, all right. I'll be playing it. I th- I think we talked about this a while ago. Yeah. Where I played the beta and it was fun for what it was. And I and I'd like to sail the high seas and I wanna pillage and it, it could be enjoyable for a while. Yeah. I don't have high hopes for the longevity of it though. Um, yeah. But Ubisoft never surprises me these days. All their titles seem to be exactly what you expect they're going to be. And sometimes they're competent. Though you say that, and Prince of Persia just released, and it's pretty good. That statement would have been great a couple weeks ago. Damn it, Prince of Persia. Damn it, Prince of Persia, with your quality gameplay and puzzles. Yeah, yeah. So have you um have you heard about Nvidia Remix at all? Do you know what that is? Yeah, that's the one. I think we talked about this before, where it can it can create yeah, sure. uh, uses like AI to yeah. like make textures and stuff. Yeah, well, I think it launched today officially. So oh, cool. The, so now anyone can take advantage of it. Anybody can take advantage of it, Matt. And um, we're gonna. I think we're gonna be seeing a lot of like pretty competent remixes of old titles that. That look good. It seems it's geared perfectly for anyone listening who's like, who doesn't know what we're talking about. It's this new NVIDIA software or process anyway, using, I guess, NVIDIA GPUs to replace assets, textures, materials, lighting in old games. We're talking games from like the two. You could do it in any game, but probably best used in older games from like the 2000s and give them like ray trace lighting and like mm-hmm. uh textures with bump mapping and depth to them and all kinds of advanced shaders and they they did a really impressive demo on i think it was like morrowind or something one of the old okay. elder scrolls games that's very very low poly and all of a sudden yeah. it started to look good like not modern good but very but still, very still much better improved. than what it was yeah and they showed how like it can get as good as you want it to as as much time as you put into it where you can do a quick texture pass and now all of your low poly models have really nice textures, but you still see the wheel that's got six sides to it. Right. So then you want to spend a little more time and you want to replace the wheel with a high poly wheel. And then you spend a little more time and you replace the characters with higher poly character. Like there seems to be not too many limitations in terms of how far you want to take it. So it's almost like a perfect platform for doing like a, a really good remix without having to open up the original engine code to a, to a really deep level and figure out how they made the game and replace all these assets in a more manual yeah. way. It's, I don't totally understand how all of it works, but it's magic. The, the demos they showed are like guys doing remixes of games in a day or something. That's you're crazy. Like, yeah. You're like, what the hell? That's nuts. Yeah, because it pulls from AI texture libraries and stuff where they're just like, what would um, old marble look like in super high resolution? They give it like a super low res texture from Morrowind and it like upscales it like 50 times. You're like, holy crap, that looks amazing. Right. 
So it's I mean, cool it's stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's out. It's, so I think we're going to start in the next couple of months. We're going to see some crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's I, it's I still think it's going to be niche. Like, it's really cool. But I don't mm-hmm. know how many people are going to take advantage of it in the long term. It's more of just like, hey, this is a really cool project. We can maybe apply that to other things in our workflow. What if that, Battlefield 3 got a remix and all of a sudden it looked as oh, good damn. as like. OK. All right. All right. Yeah, you, right, you, right, OK. Right? That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Granted, I don't know how that would work in a multiplayer setting, but. Yeah, I think you'd get banned for cheating, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they already have some of the, some weird mod stuff for BF3, like the um, I forgot what it's called, but they made Project that. Reality came out and yeah. didn't didn't go anywhere. No, it's they so, do have. It is weird unleashed. to me that there's so Venice many. Unleashed. That's it. That's what it's called. Yeah, that project is neat, but it also confused me why people are spending so much time on BF3 because I'm like, uh, it's pretty old. Maybe yeah, she done and it for I feel like it's, a modern I feel like it's, engine. It's, it's backbone isn't really up to modern standards because Battlefield 3's was a, it was a great game. Uh, one of the best battlefields in my opinion, but it's netcode and like the actual... It shows like, its age inner when you load yeah. it back up. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, like the spray on these weapons is pretty pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty old and janky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And, then when, and then the Venice Unleashed thing originally came out and then then they finally were doing like a project reality for battlefield 3 which was supposed to be attuned to like old school like battlefield 2 days where they had their project reality to try try to make it more realistic and tactical and the servers exploded and all hype died for me and i think a lot of people because it's just like this is terrible like it's terrible and they so they kind of had their shot and i feel like they kind of you know whiffed a bit but it's just people trying to make mods it's they're not a they're not a they're not getting money sure. for it sure yeah and it's the milsim world which i think is one of the weirder gaming niches because they're they're so obsessed with recreating certain things to be as authentic as possible and mm-hmm. they're like gameplay is a as a distant second to this working <laughs> the way it works in real life and so yeah any any normal gamer boots it up and it's just like why do i have to press 10 buttons to do something basic yeah because yeah, yeah in real life i don't have to press test press 10 buttons i do it naturally yeah. i just, do you I, not I'm want just... 10 different ways to crouch and in your stances do you want your gun partially ready and more ready and all the way ready and but then kind of not ready you need you need seven right. of those at least man like, no no you don't no <laughs> no you don't yeah i don't quite have the appeal for it either but um i can't appreciate games that f- look and feel authentic i just don't right wanna... that's what i'm more interested in is the authenticity that's kind of the theme you may have noticed over the years is love like authenticity yeah yeah, well, because I think it, I think it applies more. Because everyone likes to go, it's realistic. Who cares? I like, I'm not, I'm not playing a video game for realism. You know, when I get yep. shot, I don't want to feel the shot. <laughs> I want it to feel authentic. Matt, I want to feel like You should wear like a I'm vest. There. You should wear an electric. There are vests. Sh- I know. God, there are. Why do people do this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a commercial for it and it was like, oh man, it feels like I'm there. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, right. what if it gave you the exact, you could tell where you're getting shot in the back from and you're like, oh, 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 oh. that, that cool. shot like, came from 45 cool. degrees. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're doing like VR, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, I don't want to feel like I'm getting shot. <laughs> you just dial it down. The hardcore players are like, what's your vest setting at? <laughs> yeah, they're just getting Two? Like, punched yeah, pussy? in the back. Yeah, let me talk. Yeah. Oh, mine's dialed up to 11. I yeah, die. I die hard, if yeah, I get shot. The hardest of hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it would incentivize you to not get, you know, hit ever. Like that would really change. Like if it actually hurt, 
if you got hit in that in like in a, in a you game, just play you like would, Tarkov and just be in a bush the whole time. Oh, I would be the big. I'm already a rat in Tarkov. I would yeah. be the biggest rat. What do you do sure. on your stream? Are you just like in a bush and you're just chatting with people? You're just like, oh, how's it going? Well, not, no, so when, like? I, when I stream Tarkov, I, I, I take it slow. Like I, 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 you know, I'm just, I'm wandering around. Um, but if I hear movement, I meet, and this is true for a lot of people. You hear movement, crouch, wait. Listen, yeah, sure. And, and just, and just hope that they didn't hear you. And then if they walk past, you got a free kill. But if they also heard you because they're using the headsets too, uh, they probably, did the exact same thing. And so now it's just two people crouching two people in the corner. Just like, <gasps> and then slowly <laughs> backing away. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. That's, and that's one critique that people have right now for the game is that uh, you're incentivized with the very fast time to kill and the accuracy of the weapons is that if you hear someone just rat it up because if they didn't hear you, like you, you're going to have a really big advantage. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. My favorite kind of gameplay. Just Rat. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Rat. I, I did come across someone who was, you know, there's extracts in the game where you have to leave the map and there's mm -hmm. uh, a strategy where you extract camp. Yeah. And I went against someone who was at one of the extracts underneath the car that was by the extract. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he took me out and it, it doesn't feel good because you just spend a lot of time gathering. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, I, I extracted. Like, I'm home free. Yeah. yeah. And, then some... and his name was the Rat King. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Um, and he had like 2,000 hours in the game. I'm like, bro, seriously? Seriously? This is how you're going to play? Like, fair enough. You know, you do you, I guess. Yeah. I, man, I, I can't do it. I can't do it sometimes. I love, I want to love games like Hunt Showdown. Mm -hmm. And then some dude's just like in a bush, <laughs> you yeah. know? And it's, you can't see him. Like, I've I've watched footage back and I'm like, I can't see the guy. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm so, looking where the sh shot comes from. I'm just like, I don't know. He's, he's wearing Hunt a Showdown bush has in a bush. Incredible audio though. And it's so very good. hard to make no noise in that game unless you are literally not moving at all. Like if yeah. you have your headset on and you, and, and they're crouching and they're, they're walking around, you can hear that. So there's no way for them to just go like completely remove the audio. Yeah. Um, which is nice. So if you cool. just listen, you can usually hear where people are. So it's hard to get that, you know, that shot, mm -hmm. um, that stealthy, you know, completely stealthy, uh, play style off but yeah. i do hear you it can get very i'm gonna give i'm gonna give ratting another down. try i think when gray zone starts doing some some yeah. public tests and stuff like yeah. that because that one looks that cool game. yeah yeah the the bigger the bigger world appeals to me a lot because then it probably lessens the mm. usual spots and the spots that people are like you know having one choke pointy extraction zone is mm -hmm. Very easy to camp and annoying. So it seems like Gray Zone's gonna lead more to like trying to cut people off, see where they're going, and then try and get in front of them somehow or or something like or just having to have a more legitimate, like, hey, they're trying to get away. I'm just gonna try and shoot them and now we're in a firefight as opposed to I, I heard one thing that I'm hoping that they do is incentivize group play and not punish people who get taken out while playing with friends. I don't know if I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is another game, but you will be able to like if your teammate dies right you yeah. can go over and revive them you go you go through an extensive process and use like go through a lot of animations like in tarkov but you can then bring them back so that they're open heart surgery yeah all. pretty much yeah like it's going to take a long time live. but yeah. if you've cleared everything and yeah. the coast is clear you can then go on in and be like hey your game session is not over anymore and you don't just have to listen to us like having that. a good time you can yeah. join back and play with us you know and yeah no it, fantastic you might be... let's make it a game that's fun to play right. with friends you know so it's right. like 
I, it's it's perfect, right? Because you don't want somebody to be able to be completely revived in the middle of a firefight. And right, then you're of like, didn't not. we just drop that guy? He's back up right. and fighting us again. That's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you create the situation in which you can slowly whittle down your opponents and then take them out. But whoever wins gets to get all their teammates back, you know? Right. Makes mm-hmm. sense. I like it. It's perfect. You've or been, just... Uh, yeah. Go on, go on, go on. I was going to say you've been watching anything anything good lately. I know you you enjoyed Reacher season two a lot. Um, <laughs> Apparently, I'm one of the few people that didn't really enjoy that episode. No, I've seen some articles online that were like Reacher season two was like the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. It was wrong. I don't know. But, yeah, if yeah. Jason's in chat, he's going to lose it because he's yeah. like Jack Reacher. My I have been watching For All Mankind. I don't know if I mentioned this before. But I watched uh, all of season yeah. two. Okay. Uh, I watched season one uh, like a year ago or two years ago. Really liked it, but for some reason just didn't continue on with the seasons. So I'm on, uh, finished all season two. I'm like halfway or a uh, third of the way through season three. And it's it's a fun alternate history space race that never stopped show. And I love it. A uh, little, little melodramatic at times with Is some that of the Apple characters TV? relation. It's Apple TV. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. We're like yeah. two seconds away. We're watching our last Netflix show, and then we're going to switch over to Apple TV, and then I'm going to binge all of that stuff. You've got a lot of great shows. I, yeah. I, I really, I'm not a big fan of Apple as a company, but their their Nobody catalog, is. their catalog's pretty great for their shows. They, yeah, they've got a lot. Of, they've got a lot of good stuff. I know they've been. I want to watch that Tetris movie, but it's only on Apple TV. So I'm like, oh, I'm I haven't seen that one. It looks good. It's like about the yeah. guy who invented Tetris. Uh-huh. Uh, and apparently it's a pretty interesting. I did read up on it a while back and it is an interesting story because I think uh, somebody's going to correct me on this, but I, he, he invented it where like basically because he invented it in a communist country, the, the rights of Tetris belong to the state or something like that. So ah. yeah, it, it really screwed up like his ownership and distribution of the game and all this stuff. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to watch the movie to get all the facts on it. Um, I've been watching a show on Netflix called Boy Swallows Universe, and it's a very interesting show. It's, it's a based, weird. That's a weird one. It's based on a book, I believe, and it, it's it's weird because it's kind of got this sort of fun, almost adorable at times, coming of age mm-hmm. vibe. But it's also extremely dark and about like heroin drug dealing. <laughs> and wow. it somehow mixes them together. And uh, it's good. I'm a couple episodes in and it's it's quite good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Never of heard of it though. Yeah. It takes place in Australia. So it's got all the fun accents and stuff, you know, crikey, that kind of stuff. Okay. Right. Yeah. Nice. That's my recommendation. I haven't watched too much. I watched some stand up, you know, here or there. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been doing a little bit of reading. Read a book called uh, Farlane. Farlane. It was all right. It's like a series that I've I've read for a while. Um, it's like one of those books that doesn't feel like it earns its emotional. You know, uh, when when it's supposed to be emotional, oh, it's like yeah. emotional, but it's like you didn't really earn this. Like the way mm-hmm. you did it felt a little manipulative, and it yeah, you know, so it's, it's kind of like one of those books where it's like eh, I liked it, but. Yeah, it's a lot of modern TV nowadays, too, where they're just like, this is the sad part. And you're like, yeah, I'm not sad. Like these characters. (laughs) I'm not sad. Yeah. These characters annoyed me for the past three episodes. I'm kind of glad that one's dying now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad they're dead. I'll say it. I'm glad. I'm glad old Jimmy's dead. If he dies, he dies. 
It does. Uh, it does. Does it does? Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't read that book then. Yeah, I didn't think you would. <laughs> It's also very strange because the author claims that it can be a standalone book, but it makes so many references to another series that he's that he's written. I'm like, you would just not know what's going on. Like, it would just be it would be terrible. You know, yeah. when when they reference past history yeah. in a book and you're like, oh, well, that's cool. Like, I, I don't know what this means. Mm -hmm. Well, he does that all the time because it's referencing an entire book series that he wrote. And oh, nice. he just does it all the time. I'm like, you yeah. would not know anything of what's going on. So. Just like, if you didn't read my last book, you might want to pick that up. You know, it's like yeah, a thousand yeah. ads for the yeah. previous book. Yeah. Uh huh. I've been doing a little bit of, I wouldn't say creative writing, but I've been having to come up with like names for lore elements in my oh, game project. For your game. Okay. I was like, you're going to pick up a book now. You're working on a game. You've got a YouTube channel, a podcast. No, like, what if more? If I did that, I would children? expect you to sort of intervene, Matt, at that point. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, there needs to be an intervention. Uh, yes. <laughs> level this needs is too, to stop this is too much stuff. on your plate. Uh, no, I've been, because I mean, you got to you gotta start coming up with names and things, because right. I, I have an idea for what the world is, but once you try and put it on paper, you're like, crap, I got to think of actual names and like reasons why things have names. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's been pretty helpful. AI. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I've been, I haven't been using chat GPT. I've been using Google Bard, which I think is superior. Uh, okay. but, um, it's you're like, it's, Hey, I want, uh, you know, Eastern it, European name, something like that. No, actually it's, um, it's, you, you could say that, but what I found useful is like, for example, our, the demo level I'm building has a, um, a, a magma planet, a lava planet. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm like, I need a cool name for something. I need a cool name for a planet. That's like molten or fire or whatever ah. it starts throwing stuff my way and while the first batch of things might not be what i want it gives me an idea i'm like okay well it'll be like here's a word that comes from the latin root of whatever and then i'll the next question will be like give me the give me a bunch of words that mean fire or lava in greek and latin and blah 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 and starts throwing all these names out there and i'm like oh man this is quick like all of a sudden i can start making names for things relatively quickly that yeah. have a root in the meaning that I want it to have, which is cool. Uh huh. I don't know. Just so really it's basically just, it's tool. just a better. It's just a a tool used to search things in a yeah. slightly faster way. It's like instead a of smart, just googling everything. Yeah, it's a smart thesaurus, but beyond just a thesaurus. Right. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Um. So I find that useful. I know. I know. I'm gonna get all the hate for like, oh, you you used AI to make a thing. But what's funny I is think, I don't I've think been, AI is the devil. No, no, it's not. And I've been chatting with other game developers about this, which is interesting because uh, if you look at how all, all multimedia tools evolve, is that yeah. they all just become easier to do the thing that you did before. Where before, if you were making drop shadow in Photoshop, there wasn't like an automatic drop shadow button. You had to like duplicate the text and then put it behind it and turn it black and move it around. And now there's just a drop shadow button. And so it's just like, okay, there's one tool that does the thing that you needed before. I think a lot of the AI tools could be wrapped up in a similar package or a similar framework as that in that they sort of do what you did before, which is like, okay, I had to Google a bunch of stuff and jump around some websites and 
open up a thesaurus and then finally get to it. And this is just kind of condensing that process to, you know, a couple of minutes rather than 10, 15 minutes. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's cool, though. I think it's neat. It's helping me make some progress a lot faster than I thought I was going to because I'm sounds like fun. I'm not good at that. that cre- those creative thing. juices flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good at the visual stuff. Audio, man. I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah. No, that's fair. I'm like, that's a gunshot sound. They're like, good, good <laughs> job. <laughs> Naming? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, uh, should we, you want to wrap the pot up there? Uh, we can, yeah. Unless you got something else you want. You're looking off screen. What's going on over there, Matt? You something? Uh, just, just, you know, um, checking out my pals. Your DMs? Oh, your pal. Yeah, you yeah, got some yeah. hot DMs going on over there. You're like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's this? Ooh, who's this saucy Ooh. lady? <laughs> I had a friend who messaged me, and he he uses uh, like he changes his uh his um picture mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and he changed it to like a, a very attractive woman, and 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 so he when he messaged me, I was like, oh, yeah, you're like attractive lady is has slipped into my DMs. I was like, oh, it's just oh. Oh, which I was excited because he's a good guy. You know, I was like, oh, that's not. Yeah, it's not the same kind of excitement. Sort of yeah, like, oh. a little different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for for once, I maybe thought I had game and then I realized that, nope, I'm still, still me. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us around to talking about the point of the podcast here, which is to find a special someone for Matimio. Um Oh, it's this a, was the point of the podcast. Yes, of course. The entire time. This is yes. the point. Well, I mean, it's a good point to bring up our Patreon because when people subscribe to our Patreon, not only do they get to watch the podcast live, but the money coming from that Patreon goes to buying Matimio a mail order bride from that's some not how, that's, no, that's, that's, that's not, that's third world country. That's, no, you don't do that. I've got a list that's, I mean, they're getting hotter and hotter with the more money that comes in. We <laughs> talked about how many teeth they this have. This is not... <laughs> We almost Bubble have a full cow. set of teeth, Matt. Okay. I mean, so anybody out there who wants to become a Patreon member and watch our podcast live and hop on the Discord and give us subjects, we appreciate it very much. There'll be a link to that in the video description. Mm-hmm. And one day we'll be able to order that smoking hot babe from some... That's so terrible level. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Whip Your Pals into shape, you know. Oh, we got to find new ways to motivate these. Sla- <laughs> that is completely different. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week with more Mail Order Brides and Enslaving Your Cartoon Animals to mm-hmm. talk about. I'm sure there'll be something crazy going on. Um, thank you guys for watching the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Check us out on all the other podcast platforms and whatnot there's links and all that kind of stuff in the description check them out and uh matt will leave us with some words of wisdom oh yes my words of wisdom yeah yeah which he is prepared for which i prepared for in my book uh Mm -hmm. words of wisdom uh so i have here a quote from olivia newton john once you face your fear nothing is ever as hard as you think I swear to God, if you, if you, this, you can't judge my quotes. Have it's you ever gone onto a quote? You have found you ever, quote. you want me to come up with quotes myself? No, I'm just saying you called it your quote and I'm saying it's not really your quote. It's Olivia's quote. Have you ever gone on these dumb websites to look for quotes, like inspirational <laughs> no. quotes? They're all terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. 
It sounds like a nightmare to be honest. It's a nightmare. Why do you make me do this? <laughs> this is fun. People need <laughs> advice to go on with their lives. All right, I I'm just going to start giving like really basic advice like, you know, eat like sleep 8 hours a night. That right. wasn't basic? Yeah, actually that would be better to be honest cuz that one. Right. So just, my like, my advice, my fear. my my wisdom get at least 7 8 hours of sleep every night and drink plenty of water. It's good advice. Good okay. advice. You're welcome right, everybody. That's what, I, that's what I'm going to start doing. You're welcome, everybody. This is what Patreon pays for right here is the uh, life-changing advice. Matimio is the next Tony Robbins. <sighs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.